You're now listening to The Bad Guy Radio production of Black and White Featuring Justin Lee Ken W.O. And yo boy King Mac What's up King Mac, I appreciate it What's up King Mac, I appreciate it Fellow White Sox fans, the Astros whooped our team ass, outscored us in the series by 31 18. And our starting pitchers gave up 14 runs and 12 innings of pitching. And if this was Little League, we would have got slaughtered. The thrill is gone, and now that it's all over, all we can do is hope and wish our team well next year. What the fuck? What's good, man? How, how y'all doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I can't lie. I mean, it's over for our squad, but I'm doing good. What you doing, Justin? Yeah, I'm in fucking shambles. Uh, I was on my high horse because of my step team made it to the CS. Now there's a big Astro boot in my ass going back to Texas. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm okay. Seem like it's Astro booting everybody ass. It seems yeah. like right now. Yeah, they're getting everybody. Yeah, I mean this this series was you know a uh, a big eye opener. Uh, hopefully for everybody. I mean, uh, shit, our starting pitchers didn't too, do too well. The bullpen, uh, which everybody thought was great, really didn't do too well. I mean, one guy out of the bullpen did good, which was uh, Tepper, and, and he's the you know, guy with the, the the less velo out of the bullpen. But everybody else, man, with the pitching staff, was pretty much dog shit. I mean, Rodon, he had a 6.75 ERA. I take it easy on him because he was uh, hurt. You know, he wasn't 100%. But Cease, ERA was like 16.2. Giolito ERA was 8.3. Lynn ERA was 12.2. And Kopech, who everybody, you know, wanted uh, TLR to put in games, you know, every chance or every opportunity that he could, this guy had an ERA 18. I mean, what what was you guys' thoughts on the series? Uh, my thoughts were the pitching was absolutely awful. Um, I didn't necessarily see it coming. I know the Astros are a good-hitting team, but I thought we could have held them a little bit, either our starters or our bullpen, but both came in. And just got lit the fuck up. And I don't care who your manager is. If your pitching is putting up stats like that, you're going to have to score 15 runs a game to hit to win. And, you know, that's not realistic. So, you know, it, it was an eye-opening series. They beat the shit out of us. And now it has me wondering if we need to go address the pitching staff, which I didn't think we had to do prior to that series. Yeah, uh, I'm right on board with that. The starting pitching really uh, fucked us over big time because I was on one of these high horses talking about we got the best rotation in the American League. And I didn't want TLR to trot Lance Lynn out there game one. I've seen them bludgeon my man already. I know with these green eyes, they're not going to lie. You run them out there game one, that's an automatic L. 
Uh, then you go game two, and the only safety valve you have in the rotation gives you four and two-thirds, gives up four, and like Max said, got an ERA damn near closer to his age than a Cy Young ace ERA in the playoffs. Um, we got to do something with number two and number three in the rotation because we can go out and get a number one. We could shuffle that up, but I need another stopper. If I had the Giolito that White Sox Twitter been feeding me all fucking year, when I say something to Rick Giolito about his son giving us mediocre starts, you act like I'm the fucking Taliban on the internet. And lo and behold, in October, we're letting the fucking Astros bludgeon your cat daddy, the changeup savant. We need to get rotational help right now while we still got club control of some of these pitchers. Carlos is probably going to walk. I'm going to throw a fucking name on the wall. Mac doesn't want uh, Noah Syndergaard. He's going to be a, a free agent. If we're going to let TLR be flexible with the rotation, and if we got patience, let's let's give him a prove-it year. I, I can guarantee you if we're going to kick the tires on Carlos Rodon, I could kick the tires on a, a, a healthy Noah Syndergaard, especially – when he's had the, the, the Michael Kopech time to sit and download after his injury and come back on his terms. We got to see what's good to that. Well, I mean, I'm tired of the kick the tires. I mean, if you look, we, we're a team who have championship aspirations, but we're still dealing with a lot of hope. You know, it's kind of like uh, the 2008 <laughs> Obama campaign slogan. Yes, we can and hope. I mean, we're hoping that Moncada can be this superstar. That's hope. We're hoping that Vaughn could be an established everyday player with an impact back. We're hoping that Cease becomes this great pitcher. We're hoping that Kopech could become this ace. But what we've seen so far from them, we've seen an inconsistent Moncada who ha- who has had one good year, which was 2019, and in the playoffs he batted 250, on base percentage of 294, he slugged 250, and had an OPS of 544. I'm sorry, e- even in the regular season he wasn't an impact bat. I don't think his OPS in the regular season was even 800. So, I mean, we're dealing with a lot of kicking the tires right now. You know, at some point, we have to be honest about these players. We're hoping Giolito can be an ace. We're hoping. I mean, he hasn't really put up a dominant season when you're talking about ERA-wise or even innings pitched or whatever you want to go to. I mean, it's not dominant. And it showed in the playoffs. Our ace, I supposedly ace. Giolito had an ERA of 8.31, couldn't even get out of the fifth inning. And then we had Lynn, who was even not that good either also. I mean, he had a 12.2 ERA. So, like, that's why I don't understand, and this is just in general, when you make it to the playoffs, you have to take advantage of that because you're not guaranteed to go back next year. You're not. Look at the Twins. Everybody thought the Twins would compete this year. It didn't happen. Look at 
the Pirates. The Pirates was the off-season champions. If you want to crown them, you should crown their asses. That's what everybody was out here. Yeah, every, every, I mean the Padres, yeah. Everybody was out here <laughs> crowning the fucking Padres because they was the winner of the fucking off-season. Everybody. Padres was the greatest thing since fucking Wonder Bread and sliced cheese. That's what everybody was fucking telling me. That was my World Series pick, by the way. Yeah, and they fucking they don't have a GM as good as Rick. Huh? And they didn't the fucking make it. They didn't. So yeah, we got Robert, we got Abreu, we got Tim Anderson, we got Eloy, we got some pieces, but that doesn't guarantee that we're going to be in the playoffs next year. So I don't want the White Sox to sit on their hands. And say, well, look at these young players we got. Because let's be honest. Like I said, everybody says Mankata's a star. He's been consistent. He has. He's had one good year, great year, which was 2019. 2020, everybody said it was COVID. Okay, fine, it's COVID. But what happened in 2021? And you can say, yeah, he put up a full war. Okay, what the fuck does that mean? He had fucking 14 home runs at the third base position. And he didn't have an OPS over 800. So, come on, let's get real. And he barely slugged over 400. Yo did it no clutch in the playoffs either. I'm so, just gonna that in I there. mean, at some point, we have to get real as fans. And we have to be honest about the players that we have. Robert, he looks like the fucking real deal. T.A. is T.A. Abreu, we can expect 30 and 100. But we still don't know what to expect from Eloy. We still don't know what we're going to get from Mankata. Sheets, he look like the best, better rookie. He look like a better rookie than Vaughn. Yeah, it's early, but... And he had more experience in the minor league, so I give you that. But right field is up in the air. Second base, up in the air. And our starting staff... Who do we got that we can say is Mr. Dependable? When we need to win... A game four, like we needed this past series against the Astros. Who can we say that's the guy we're gonna go to? Who? Yeah, is it gonna is it gonna be any different next year? You go in with the same guys and you play in Houston again, maybe. Let's just throw it out there. You feel any better about Lance Langiolito Cease? You know, I don't know who the fourth guy will be because I don't think Rodon's coming back, but we'll see about that. But do you feel any better about those three? I don't know if I do. You know, they they all got treated pretty badly in that series. They got dusted. Treated. Dusted. Yeah. And they was walking through the hallways and somebody smacked them in the back of the head. That's exactly uh, what happened to them. We could take it a step further. We talking about the Grand American League. Let's talk about the Central right now. How long do you, what if Detroit start peeling some fucking payroll? What if they get Carlos Correa? What if they make the move for Max Scherzer because they got money left over? Uh, the American League Central ain't going to be up for grabs for too long. The, uh, Minnesota's not going to be as bad, and Cleveland has always got a winning pedigree in-house anyway. So if the Sox are going to right the ship and not just think the ALDS is our biggest fucking issue for the next decade, we got to start ironing out the wrinkles now. The starting rotation is, is very fucking vulnerable right now. And I know I got a fucking hoodie on that says the pen is mighty, but that's, a, that's another problem for another day. We need to figure out this rotation right now. 
before we get to any other ALDS or God forbid a wild card situation. We got we need the the top of the mountain and I need an ace. Well, depending That's on what a, we got to iron out. The ping going to be a huge problem because, number one, even during the season, it was hard for our starters to get to the fifth and sixth innings. So that's going to be important because the starters can't even go deep into games. Well, that was the cult. That's the culture in Major League Baseball. That's uh, that's not like how uh, you and Ken Woe was brought up. Well, the culture, the culture ain't working. Somebody got to eventually it's say, uh, somebody got to eventually say, I'm going to take another route. Like, like my mother used to say, if Bob jump off the bridge, you're going to jump off the bridge too. I mean, somebody got to take a different route than what everybody else doing. I understand that all sports is a copycat league, but when you see something ain't working, you need to go in a different direction. I mean, you, you can't have guys who can't consistently at least give you, I'm just asking for five. Maybe six. You you can't have guys, and you can't call people aces who can't do that. I'm sorry. At some point, White Sox fans have to be realistic about Giolito. They have to. It's a conversation they want to avoid. He may do great things off the field, but on the field, we have to be realistic. He 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 gave us really absolutely nothing against the Astros. I understand people wanted to start him game one, want to start him game one, but. What would have been the difference? No, he, he got smoked. Lynn got smoked. Cease smoked. Radon, like I said, I won't jump on him because he wasn't fully healthy, but he got smoked. And that's another problem. We know we can't depend on Radon now. We know he has injury issues. And they creep up year after year after year after year. So it doesn't make sense to sign Radon. And yes, I feel sorry for him because you hate to see a guy who works hard but consistently get injured. But that's the that's that's the fact is he consistently get injured. And Kopech, everybody laying hopes and dreams on Kopech. I know it was just his first series, but he got smoked too. And at the end of the year, sorta, he was starting to get smoked at the end of the year. His ERA in the second half was over five. Yeah, exactly. So there was one game against the tribe where they just fucking teed off on him. I was like, damn, Michael Kopech, this is you, Evan Marshall now, or what? And that's what I was, <laughs> what makes us think he can go in the deep into games? Nothing, because here's the situation with him. That dude never even pitched, I don't think, 120 innings in any season that he's ever played in. And now you're going to expect him to be in the starting rotation. And, and be one of your top guys in the playoffs. You're talking about, you know, at least 200 innings there. Is he going to jump all these innings in Not one a year? Fucking chance. I don't Not think there's chance. any chance in hell he's going to do that. And that was my issue with him last year, you know. <laughs> and, and then we got a, we got an issue with, I mean, Grandel defense was horrible. Absolute garbage. In the and playoffs. In his, in his a little bit defense but I'll refute that as well. But in his defense today, he put on Instagram, he's under the knife again. He's having another knee procedure done um, because I guess it was bothering him still. But this dude has been not good playoff defensively 
since he was on the Dodgers. They were pulling him. They weren't letting him catch those games when he was on the Dodgers. How many? He was a fucking catch? platoon guy early in his career. And yeah, they Russell were, Martin. And, yeah, they were yanking him. They weren't letting him start those playoff series because of what we saw against the Astros. He can't block a ball. He can't throw nobody out. And and I will say he's not a hundred percent at fault for that. The pitchers are absolutely awful at holding dog shit holding guys on. Awful. Really awful. So I can't blame that all on him, but you know, he can't throw him out either. And he's not blocking pitches. That's why Rodon's throwing a fastball 0 2 to Correa, because he can't throw a slider in the dirt, because he's gonna miss it. It's exactly. Gonna by, it's gonna get by him. So he throws the 0-2 fastball and it gets fucking hammered. Well, there you go. Why did he throw it? Well, because he ain't gonna block the slider. So it, exactly. It it affects the pitchers. Because mm-hmm. now the pitchers don't have confidence. They can throw out their wipeout pitch because this guy's not going to block it. And then if the guy's on base, these guys going to get extra bases because he can't block it, which add more pressure to them. Like I said, defense affects the game. It's unfortunately people don't know it, notice it. And catcher defense, just the simple stuff, catching the ball, blocking the ball, throwing guys out are still important and is more important than framing. Period. Mm-hmm. If you got pitches, we that, had fucking Michael Brantley taking second base on us for crying out loud, hey, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. If, if and you, then we're talking about framing too, and I'm going to go into that. We didn't get one fucking call either. That whole series, there were a lot of calls that could have went our way, and they didn't. So what? What good is framing? Is he? Does he suck at it now, or was that always just kind of a mirage? Which I, I, I wish I had Salvador Perez this postseason. Yeah, exactly. I love Yasmani Grandal, but I wish I had some Salvi this fall. And how about how about the umpires just suck? So you really can't tell if it's good yeah. framing or not because the umpires right. are just inconsistent. But my thing is, in the series, we at least had four runs scored in the series, four extra runs scored in the series because Grandal couldn't block a ball. Right. Those four runs like- are important. You ever throw like a ball off of off of like a big boulder or something in the yard? That's how these balls were clanking off this dude. Like you throw it off, shape. it starts going five hundred feet each way. Yeah. You know, it wasn't even close. Hey, my, couldn't keep my, it in front of. My son has a catcher, or he had a catcher up until this year. He now they're on separate teams that blocks balls better than the ground down. A hundred percent, hundred percent. It's not close. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and then think just, I want, I, I, just look at the difference. We need a catcher this offseason. Just, just look at the difference with the catching situation. You have Mal, Mal, uh, Maldonado or whatever. Fucking, I'm butchering his name. But you Rolls had, right off the fucking tongue, you, man. You, you had him over there in the Astros. He nullified our run game. Nullified. Oh, yeah. And it looked like it looked like when the ball was in the dirt to him that it hit a pillow. He, he <laughs> blocked every single one of them except for one. He allowed yeah, one, he allowed one extra base, mm-hmm. where Grandel allowed numerous. And in the playoffs, those matter because the games are generally close, even though we got smoked. And you don't want to add. Let me ask you, uh, pressure on your pitches. Go ahead. You would rather your catcher be the worst hitter on your team blocking balls than a guy who analytics. And everybody else could just plug into a lineup like they're just the cream of the crop. You would rather have a, a Martin Molinado type 
instead of a Yasmani Grandal. Defensively, in yeah, in the playoffs, yes. Give me him. Okay, Ken, in the playoffs, yes. Yeah, and I'll put Grandal as a DH. Exactly. Bingo. You can't have weakness. That's a good part of the plan going for next year. You can't have uh, defensive weakness up the middle. Catcher, shortstop, second base, center field all need to be solid. You have to have solid defense up the middle in baseball. Period. You have to. I mean, just look, and I'm not blaming this on uh, Moncada, uh, that, that pop fly that, you know, I mean, he gave an effort. But just look at the difference of Juan Uribe as a shortstop going to get that ball against the Astros in the World Series and Moncada giving a second chance to a batter. Outs matter in baseball. Every time you get a chance to make an out, you need to make it. Period. You cannot give guys, people, chances over and over again. You can't. And you can't give up free bases like our pitchers was given. All those, even though walks are not considered errors, they are errors. you giving a guy a free bag. He didn't have to earn it. Period. You got All s- of them are. Uh, exactly. I mean, so we, we have to be real. We labeling people what they're not. We label Giolito Ace. Not. We label Cease, future superstar. We don't know. So far, not. I just, I fucking, I've been telling you all season, I know. But you ain't listening. But go ahead, go ahead. Kopech, the same thing. We're going off stuff. Stuff is great. But we see you need to be able to throw strikes, hit your spots, keep batters off, uh, 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 keep batters, you know, guessing or, or you know, uh, mess up their timing. And guess what? These guys can pump at 99, but guess what? Do you know what they do in batting practice all day? They hit fastballs all day. Off pitching machines, coaches throwing around. If you can't hit a fastball, you're not making it to the uh, MLB. So all these guys can hit fastballs. I mean, come on. We're just giving guys titles. We're giving it to them. I, I mean, like, I don't understand why we just throwing all these accolades at people who haven't really even earned it. We just giving our accolades, giving out free candy. You let people call Mike Trout the goat. You, they gave him the goat title when he's not going to be Ken Griffey, Barry Bonds. I, the band, I never called Mike Trout the nothing. goat. Nothing. I called Willie Mays but, the goat. Yeah, so he's better correct. than Mike Trout. Mickey Mantle's better than Mike Trout. I didn't see. I got damn near thirty people better than Mike Trout, but he the goat. Because a lot of fucking social media people watched him win AL MVP and hit 083 in the fucking playoffs. Now I got fucking worms and seashells in my mentions because I said Mookie Betts, a champion, uh, AL MVP himself is better than Mike Trout. That's the world we live in. Well, everybody make mistakes. You called Giolito an ace, I believe. That was once or <laughs> twice and I was drunk. Okay, I drink. Yeah, and he not ace. We didn't, have, we didn't have one stopper in this series. I, looking at this shit, I don't know how we won one game. <laughs> Leary legend. Leary <laughs> legend. That's how you won one game. I mean, come on, people. <laughs> Grandel batted 143. Okay, fine. I know. We don't care about batting average. Well, let me give you his own base percentage then. It was 278. 278. He didn't even get on base. 
of the time. He was below league average at getting on base. I will give him. I will give him the home run. At least he hit one because okay. I saw a lot of people not hit one. So he at least had he got one out of it. He had one home run and still had a slugging percentage of three fifty seven, right? And an OPS of six thirty five in the playoffs. Our, our superstars, Grandel, the best catcher in the world, didn't show up. Moncada, best third baseman in the world, didn't show up. He Eloy, made a couple plays, but go ahead. He didn't show up. Null and void, nothing, nada. You want me to read off his numbers to you again? 250, on base percentage of 294. He slugged 250, OPS of 544. I'm not impressed. Eloy, the future best hitter, right-handed hitter, the future best right-handed hitter, 294, 294, 294, 588. Not impressed. Sheets did his thing. Now, Sheets, he deserved credit. Man had an OPS of 1,000, slug 667, even got on base at a 3.30 clip. Great. Probably one of the top players. Somebody said Abreu is the fucking problem. Okay, that's what somebody said on Twitter. This ain't the breakfast club, but you deserve donkey of the day. Yes, he's a fucking donkey. <laughs> Abreu batted 3.57, got on base at a 500 clip. His slugging was low, but he still had an OPS 8.57. So I don't want to hear it. Abreu did his damn thing. People behind him didn't do their job, which was Grandel and Mercado. So let's get that straight. Robert Beast. Straight Beast mode. Batted 467 on base, 556. Slug 467. OPS 1,022. So, and T.A. did his damn thing too. He got on base 368. We love on base. He was the leadoff hitter. Leadoff hitter got on base. 36% of the time. Hey, now, don't bypass my guy, Caesar. Hernandez, he did his thing. I, 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 he got on base at 545. You can't say anything negative. I can't say anything negative about him. Hey, hold on, wait. He but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, everybody, I'm just saying, everybody's holy grails. Everybody holy grails. Mankata, Grandel, Jimenez. Cease, Giolito, Kopech, everybody, holy grails, fail to show up. Fail. Not one word. And it's the thing I have to ask to the number guys. You know, I like, I like, you know, uh, Jordan, he's my favorite number guy. But this is the thing I have to ask to you number guys. If the smartest organization in the world, which I'll say is the Dodgers, because they use all these great analytics, if they said Grandel is not for us, especially purely as a catcher, why? And they these are all number guys over there. Why didn't y'all believe y'all own number guys? Why? Why? And I like Grandel as a DH. I think he's the perfect DH. But as a catcher, I don't want to see him no more. I don't. They had Will Smith. They had they had Russell Martin catching with Grandal, and then once Grandal left, you got Will Smith in the fucking incubator already. At least they had some insurance because I'm not comparing 
Zach Collins sitting no goddamn Will Smith. I look like an idiot out here when Zach Will Smith Collins, is a top five catcher. Zach Collins needs to go. That's where he yeah. needs to go. He's worse. He should have been gone. He should have been gone. So I can make Grandal my, you know, 80% of the time DH or 70, whatever, catch sometimes and play first a couple times. But we need another catcher that's going to take the majority of the innings behind the plate. Grandel, he's two knee surgeries this year. He's getting in his mid-30s now. He's going to be 33 next year. Catching him every day is going to kill this guy. He's going to be out more and more every single year. You need another catcher that you're not going to be embarrassed to put back there like a Zach Collins or a Sebi Zavala. And Zach Collins is embarrassing. Oh, very embarrassing. And it's embarrassing how... A lot of white sides Twitter got bamboozled by the Zach Collins truthers. Yeah, y'all got bamboozled, sucker. That was whatever a you want to call. It. That was the worst. Disease you got it. Ever you got it. hoodwinked. Whatever you want to call it, you got it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that you can't have a catcher with bad knees. Mm-mm. You can't. They need their knees. So, I mean, the writing, especially when you're when you're counting on this guy to be one of your top hitters. He ain't gonna be in the lineup if he's got if he's getting surgery every three months. You know, yeah, right, he ain't gonna be there. The writing is on the wall. It's on the wall. It's obvious. I mean, just need to get real about it. You know, and, and my thing is going forward, we need an ace, but they they just don't grow on trees. So what what do you got to possibly even? Bring in an ace. That's number one. I mean, you got Vaughn, but I mean, who knows what Vaughn real value is. But you need an ace. Then you need a, a right fielder, a legit right fielder. And if Hernandez gone, you need a second baseman. And, you know, we it don't make no sense for us to trick ourselves and think Jerry might pay for Marcus Simeon. I mean, we just we we hoping again on that. Then that's just, that's just some hope because I don't think Jerry gonna spend the money for uh, a Marcus Simeon, you know. And, and to be to be honest, that that would be the best move. You got your you go get Marcus Simeon. He's good defensively, legit bat. You could probably go a little cheap on right field. You know, it, it's probably a solid right fielder you can get out there that. Won't cost you an extreme amount of money. You can get away with that. And then you can use that money to get you a legit defensive catcher. And you can DH Grandel. And we'll worry about Vaughn later. As far as uh, if he won't, even if, if he's going to be on the team or not. I mean, we, we at a point where everybody talk about windows opportunity. Nothing is given to you out here. You have to take advantage of what's in front of you. They can't they can't afford the White Sox are not a team that can afford to wait to see what all these guys are gonna be. They can't. You know, you 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 got TA, he's young, but he's getting older, Braille's getting older, all these guys, you can't continue to afford to wait and say, Well, we got a shot at making the playoffs. No, this thing is about winning championships. So, to me, you go out there and get you some legit guys that you know that can perform. 
I mean, this is not a team with, that that can wait on prospects anymore. You know, we can't just sit by idle and say, well, let's see what Vaughn is. Okay, let's see what this guy is. Let's see what that guy is. Let's see what this guy can do. You got to think. Okay, Radon's gone. He's out of there. They, they're not going to pay him. We, we, we depending on the continued development of Cease. We could, we, depending on the development of Copatch. So now, four out of two of your five starters, you're depending on their development. And this is as a championship contending team. So two of your five starters, you're depending on their development. Copatch, Cease. Your fifth starter, you don't even know who that is. I'll tell you who it is. It's Dallas Keuchel because they're not going to get rid of him. He makes way too well, much then, Okay, so I didn't even think about Dallas. I had erased him. Yeah. But okay, yeah. if it's Dallas, well, guess what? Now you got three yeah. undependable starters. Three. And your, your sixth guy is, is Reynaldo Lopez, so who yeah. knows about him? And this is a championship contending team. Think about this. This is why people, don't get me wrong, we got talent. But just to think that we're going to be back in the playoffs, I don't understand that. The playoffs is not promised to anybody. So you got three. This is a contending team with three toss-ups, flip a coin, starters, and a rotation. And we don't have really, we don't have a number one. We don't. Let's just be honest about that. I give Lynn and Giolito, okay, solid number twos. So that's your two and three. Go get a one to go along with them. A solid one to go along with them. Your bullpen was undependable. Which, that's how bullpens are. Just think about it. Some of the best bullpen arms the White Sox have ever had, they got out of the scrap heap. Matt Thorne, Bobby Jinks. Dustin Hermanson, Cliff Poley. Yeah, Dustin Hermanson, Cliff Poley. Let's just, bullpens arms are toss-ups. That's why they in the bullpen. We we all gave them we all uh held held them at high standards. We said this was the greatest some people saying this might be the greatest bullpen we ever seen in the history of the game. The pen is still mighty, asshole. I, I, I said they was the number one bullpen. I think Ken Wu on Sox Fans Attitude, we but we both agreed. Bullpen wasn't that great. Yeah, I said it was the number one unit on the team. On the team. I, and, and I agree with Ken Wu. That was not to be the case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We shit the bed in the bullpen. We shit the bed this year. Because it wasn't like everybody was hurt. It was just turmoil after fucking turmoil. I, I mean, hindsight Solo 20. shots by Liam. Well, I mean, it ain't good being a closer giving up home runs. I mean, because a lot of times as a closer, you only can get a save if it's three runs or less. So a lot of times as a closer, when you're coming in the game, you don't have a large lead. You know, he, he he did. I'll give it to him. He toned it down after 
that Yankee series with Dak, but he was on a, a bad pace there for yeah. a while. And then he toned it down until uh, Kuve got him in the last game, but by then it was out of hand anyway. Yeah, but I mean, he was his fucking whip was a sub one as a closer that gives up home runs. So he was awesome. The whole body of work. It was just whenever Liam gets tagged, it's leaving the ballpark. Yeah, and it's it, always on the fastball. No it, sloiders got hit out of the ballpark. No curveballs. It was all the, when he went fastball heavy, it got fucking smoked. Yeah, he was solid. I mean, he was solid, but it's hard being locked down when you're giving up bombs. I mean, what he had? I don't know. I, I ain't got the numbers in front of me, but what he had, like eight blown saves, something like that? You know, he came pretty yeah. close to double digits. Yeah, he came close to double digits and blown saves. And then one thing I learned, this is going way back to 2001, when uh, the Diamondbacks had that guy uh, from Japan. Young Hung Kim. Yeah, and he was serving up home runs in the playoffs, bro. I mean, it's amazing that, the, that they overcame you know, his blown saves. And then we can even go back. We can go back to the Astros when they had my man uh, who was giving up bombs. to Brad Lidge. Yeah, Brad Lidge. Brad Lidge. Who was giving up bombs to the Cardinals like that. So, bro, we. Yes. Specifically. We we have a shot. We have talent. But to think we just can sit on our hands and we just. Dominant of a team where everything just man, we 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 ain't got it like that. You I know just I mean? watched a documentary on the '86 Mets, and it was a really good documentary. Uh, Thirty for Thirty, go check it out. Four parts. It was it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they won that title in '86. They weren't there in '87 or '88. Well, maybe they were in '88 in the LCS, but. They fell off, you know. They never went back to that World Series after that, and they had some of the best young players. But yeah, as a white as a white Sox fan, I'm just realistic. You know that that's how we are on the South Side. We realistic, and like I said, we got talent, but we can't afford to sit on our hands. Baseball doesn't work that way. Uh, if you're not, it's an old saying: if you're not moving. You're not make, or if you stand the same, you're not making progress. You know, so they can't just uh, depend on, yeah, we got Eloy, yeah, we got T.A., yeah, we got Robert. And then we also need to think about that. Eloy hasn't had a full healthy year. Robert hasn't had a full healthy year. Uh, T.A. hasn't had a full healthy year. I mean, right. a, a, a player who had mostly full healthy years is a Abreu. You know, so I'll give Moncada credit there. He didn't miss much time. Yeah, okay, so I, that's good because he was on the list point. too. But yeah, he didn't miss much time. He played 144 games this year. That's a full season. Yeah. That's a yeah. full season. So yeah, you got you got to give him credit for that. But mm-hmm. we got to stop with this, just anointing them and saying, "Yeah, it's gonna happen. They're gonna be back." No, when you get the opportunity, you have to take. Advantage. The 05 White Sox, they got the opportunity. They took advantage. They got better, according to some. According to most, they got better the next year, 06, because they added Jim Tomey. Javier Vasquez. Yeah. They got they they supposedly got better. And look what happened. Yeah, they won 90 games. 
but they didn't make the playoffs. Nothing is promised. Look at look at all the years we were labeled. I believe in 2012, people said we had the best offseason. We didn't go nowhere. Uh, it was another year. People said we had a great offseason. We didn't go nowhere that, that year either. So it was the Jeff Kepinger year. I remember. It, it was 2011. Uh, that's when they got Adam Dunn. Um, didn't work out, obviously, that year. And uh, and then 2015, when they brought in Robertson, Samarja, you know, and that didn't work out. Didn't work either. And then when they brought yeah. in... Uh, and Melky. The guy who had the problem with his kids being in the locker room and all that old... Uh, LaRoche. Yeah, LaRoche, same year. We yeah. was praised then. Didn't, didn't, didn't make it. So, I mean, we got to stop annoying people and teams when nothing is for sure. You know, that's the beauty of sports. Every year is different. Nothing is the same. Everybody thought the Twins got stronger. Remember people talking about them in the offseason? They had this guy, that guy, this guy coming back. What happened? They got spanked on their rear end. People were scared of the Indians. I remember some some people had the Indians over the White Sox. They the Beaver got hurt. Their season was over. That's, that's sports, though. That's what I'm saying. They got spanked. Yeah. The Padres. Best they probably had the best offseason ever as far as adding a collection of pitchers. All that shit went in the toilet. You could flush not it. Not even 500. Yeah, not even 500. You could flush it. The Giants. Nobody had the Giants doing anything. They came out of nowhere, won 100 games. So stop with this anointing and get real. I'm a fan. I understand you want to say your guy the best and all that, but we have, we have to be serious. That's another thing not being discussed. How many impactful players do we have? If you go position by position, is Eloy an impactful player? Robert, yeah. Right field, whoever we got in right, not impactful player. Third base, come on. Let's be honest. Is 14, hey. is 14 home runs impactful? Yeah. Yeah. Yes is the answer. No. <laughs> 14 home runs impactful. Okay. If So what's Devers? Devers must be a third base god or something then, huh? <laughs> He's something like that. If, if, he, better than, he better than championship Mike Lowell. If, 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 if McCarty if is impactful, then Devers must be like <laughs> – he must go Super Saiyan mode or whatever the kids be talking about. <laughs> I mean, come on, Holy bro. Ghost. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, T.A., is he impactful? Yeah. His defense, get on base, he can hit. Second base, we don't know. That's empty now. First base of Braille, yeah, he's impactful. Grundell, I even give on Grundell impactful. He was impactful during the season. He had a great fucking season. I can't lie. He batted like 240. OPS was high. On base percentage was great. So I give him that. But other than that, and then we have we have yet to be able to do the little things right consistently. We can't move guys over in, in optimum situations. When we got a guy on third base, less than two outs, we can't drive him in. We get a guy on second, we can't move him over to third. We don't do little things. 
We walked we we walked people. Defense not solid, giving second chances. All that have to be sold up. If we're gonna be the team that everybody says we can be, if the White Sox gonna be the team everybody says the White Sox gonna be, all that has to be sold up. And uh this playoff showed that. The playoffs showed how the little mistakes you're not gonna get away with. You gotta be able to move guys over. You gotta be able to make contact when it matters. You gotta be able to drive guys in when it matters. You gotta be able to catch the baseball when it matters. And you can't walk guys. We the playoffs showed us that. You, you gotta know? control the running game too. Gotta control the running game. I was told somebody gave me a number. I was arguing this two months ago. They said, oh, really throwing out guys don't matter because the percentages of guys that run is low. In the playoffs, that shit matters because every little thing. Brantley was taking any base he wanted. Yeah, because every little thing matters in the playoffs. That's the way it is. Everything is amplified, like times 10. In the season, you I think people forget, in the season, they got 162 games. To take care of, to, to manage, to get through. They got to get through this marathon. They got to survive that. So it be times they make so-called sacrifice a game and be like, you know what, we putting in all the bench guys today. We looking ahead here, we looking ahead there. In the playoffs, they get to focus on just you, your strength, your weaknesses. Look at the Astros. Everybody said the White Sox didn't do the shift. In the playoffs, the White Sox was shifting. Brantley, first A-B, bunts against the shift. Try to get on base. And try to move the guy over at the same time. And then, coincidentally, even though he didn't get on base, it was a sacrifice, guess what? That run scored. Bunt him over, he scored. Look at Kyle Tucker. His two-run single was against the shift. He beat the shift. You can go through a lot of instances like that where the shift was beat. Yeah, you could point out some times, too, where they didn't shift, and if maybe they had the shift, it would have been out. But guess what? It was times where they shifted and got beat. It's amazing to me that people don't think big league hitters can go oppo if they want to or make an attempt to do that. They can. In a long season, they may just choose not to because the season is long. But in the playoffs, when every run, every A-B matters, it's different. It's not played the same. It's a different game. That's, that's what I don't, I don't understand what people don't understand that part. The analytics guys, they they try to make this physical game cumulative without watching the game. They just look at the box score and say, oh, this is how he got out. Oh, this is the ball he hit out of the park. Well, if your eyes are looking, you would know a guy hits the ball to right field. You would know if he's going that way or if he's fucking late. The, you're, you're, these people aren't watching the game. They're just watching the result. And that could be really fucked up when you're trying to gauge if a player is good or not. I was uh, on Twitter with one of these fucking trolls, these trolls that use Kenwo's face when they're bored 
and they're fucking irritable. Uh, and they and they have the audacity to say if a, a major league baseball scout trusts his eyes more than he trusts his stats, he deserves to be fired. You stupid fuck. If the baseball scout ain't trusting his eyes, he wouldn't have got hired in the first place. There's a reason why they have certain people evaluating the talent, not certain machines evaluating talent. We got to start letting our eyes make the numbers make sense because pretty soon you're going to have fucking robot third baseman and robot second baseman instead of these fucking players inside the jerseys. Once again, the man make the numbers. The numbers don't fucking make the man. And I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, that's true. So what... Starting with you, Justin, what what moves you would like to see the White Sox make this offseason? Well, uh, I'm an American League supremacist. (laughs) I need home runs. It builds my team out. It puts my team in positions to win. Yeah. uh, I'm looking at a couple names. Ken Wu fucking eviscerated me on the TL earlier. When I said I would rather have Javier Baez and Marcus Simeon, when in fact the only reason I would have Javier Baez is the home run potential and the fact that he could play second base and shortstop or third base just in case Tim Anderson needs a day off or Moncada is feeling a little woozy after a night at the fucking club. Uh, but Adam Duvall, uh, Jonathan Villar, if we're going to complain about the White Sox depth going into the reg, uh, the next year, we need to figure out what we need to address. I don't need my right fielder to be a gold glove. I need 25 to 30 home runs out of my right fielder, period. I got Luis Robert in center, and I'm going to probably have a guy like Adam Engel or Leary Garcia off my bench. That's pretty good to start off, first off. Out of my second baseman, more power. I don't need a slap big motherfucker. I need 20 to 30 home runs. I was fucking oozing at the chance of the White Sox to get a guy like Trevor Story. But I know Rick Hahn, he loves the clearance rack. Just give me a guy like Jonathan BR, CT3, uh, Chris Taylor, guys that I could move around, guys that I know TLR ain't going to have a fucking lineup issue every fucking Wednesday on a day game. And I got the whole TL setting it ablaze because Leary Garcia is in the fucking lineup. And I got Chris Taylor batting behind him. That's okay. Just give me power hitting, versatility, athletic. Give me players. Um, the rotation, I'm going to leave that to you guys because I don't really want to talk about pitching. I got a fucking bullpen hoodie on right now. I'm kind of in my feelings. I'm going to take it easy. Marcus Simeon hit more home runs than Javi Baez. <laughs> Just throwing that out. And, it and doesn't a, matter. And a multiple MVP candidate. He's been, yeah, he's, he's top three. Two, eight, two to three, two right, Kimbo? Three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, his so, whole, I mean, I would love Marcus Simeon. I would love Starling Marte. That's another guy that's high on my list. Are we going to get these guys? Probably not, you know, but I, I can hope for them. Um, you know, out of the – I really don't know what they're going to do. I think they might have to trade Andrew Vaughn. That's that's my feeling. Um, the guy that said that Jose Abreu is the problem, his whole reason for saying that is because of there is a lot of the same type of guy. Andrew Vaughn, Jose Abreu, Eloy Jimenez. You know, they, they all have the same 
skill set, the same handedness, you know. But the problem is none of those other guys have passed Jose Abreu. So how could Jose Abreu be the problem? Because he's the best one out of all of them. So he's not the problem. You know, Andrew Vaughn, we don't really know what he is. And like you said, we can't afford to wait. If there's a move to be made, I think you could get a decent amount from him, from a team that might not be as good. Um, so I, I would look to make a move for him. Who are you going to get? I don't know. Hopefully somebody hit for once, because Rick Hahn has a problem a lot of times filling out holes and getting somebody that's actually that's been a major issue since he took over. Um, and I got to be honest. Uh, so I got to be honest. I don't see an ace coming to the stock. I really don't. They're not going to pay $40 million the next year. Sorry, not going to happen. So maybe you'll get somebody like Verlander who, who maybe could still do it after this year. You know, somebody like that. Maybe, I don't know, but it ain't going to be an ace. So I think you're going to have to roll with your guys on the starting location. They're already there, you know. I don't. It's probably not the best move, but hopefully they have better results next year. But that's also not the best thinking either. So we'll see what happens. But I don't think you're going to get an ace. You're not going to pay $200 million for Robbie Ray. I don't think so. You know, It's over with. Yeah. yeah. My my off season move. I just want one move, honestly. Uh, I want the ace, but you're right. That probably ain't gonna happen. I just want them to bring back Kenny Williams' favorite <laughs> son, which is Marcus Simeon. Bring back Kenny Williams' favorite son, and I will be happy. Marcus Simeon in his lineup would just be perfect. It would be the cherry on top. And then because everybody doing this bullpen game bullshit, maybe we can outslug some teams with a Marcus Simeon. So maybe that could offset whatever's going on with the damn pitching staff. So please, we got rid of Kenny Williams' favorite son. Let's bring Kenny Williams' favorite son back, Rick Hahn. Right? You're wrong. Please, just write it. Just bring him back. Nice little check. Whatever. Should have brought him in this year. Now I think about it, really ain't it didn't cost that much. Would have been a fantastic move. But just bring back Kenny Williams' favorite son. He's an impact bat, like Ken said. He was the MVP in the MVP discussion, top three, two out of the last three years. Very solid defensively because the GOAT of defense, Ron Washington, taught him. Bring back Kenny Williams' favorite son. Any last words for the people, Justin? Uh, it's funny that you brought up Ron Washington. Um, I always thought those – San Francisco Giants and those Cardinal teams were supposed to beat the Rangers. Ron Washington was the only reason I rooted for those Rangers teams. Uh, I tweet about fucking Michael Young every week. Ron Washington was working with Michael Young, making sure that he just didn't stick to shortstop. 
He played third base, second base, stayed acclimated with the game. Baseball needs more Warren Washington because baseball is long and it's hard. If you're going to prep 80% of your time, make it fun. Make it interactive. Ron Washington is both of those things. And it's a fucking crime that he's not managing one of these fucking teams in the playoffs. That's all I'm going to say. St. Louis, you got an opening. You better slide into some Ronnie DMs tonight, period. Any last words, Ken Wu? Uh, You know, we look at a lot of these uh, trade deadlines acquisitions and i thought we did a pretty good job i like i like the kimbrell move i was calling for it didn't work out um but you then you look at the braves they acquired a bunch of small pieces and those guys are carrying them i don't i'm, I'm not sure of the score right now but these guys are very close to a world series and they're missing their best player <laughs> probably their best two players from the start of the year and yeah ozuna obviously cause that his own you know it, that was Soroka is out of the fucking yeah. rotation too yeah they're top uh, they're top starter you know all these guys are gone and these small moves added up to this team being two two wins away from the world series so sometimes it's not the big move that makes the difference it's these small ones well actually shit looking at the score they, they might be one game Away from yeah. moving on to the World Series, you know. Peterson, and Duvall. I, and I, I was fucking around. Jorge I put Soler. Out, I put out a Sports, Rosario. Sports yeah. Illustrated article, you know, fucking around where it said the Braves manager wasn't this analytics guy, you know, old school. Just to, you know, I had to fuck around with the people a little bit. Uh, I mean, you're right. They did a good job at the uh, deadline and they was overlooked. Mm-hmm. And, you know... And they got Ron Washington over there. Mm-hmm. Give that man a job as a manager. I mean, they undersold him in uh, Moneyball. He was really the, should have been the hero of that movie because he taught all them guys how to play all those different positions, which made the entire thing work. So give that man a job and stop bullshitting. How about that? Stop bullshitting Ron Washington. Uh, my last words is simple. We, uh, the White Sox fell short. It, it hurt. Still hurts. I mean, I don't watch Sports Center right now to this day because my boy's out of it. But this year was good because at Bad Guy Radio, we got to build something from the ground up. With Ken Wu, with myself, with Justin, or Green Eye, he changed his name so much, you never fucking know what he is, you know. He's like a chameleon or some shit. But uh, it, it, it has been great, and I want to thank our supporters, because you guys and girls, or women and men, are the real MVP. Uh, y'all been with us since day one. Some of y'all even bought our merchandise with the famous middle finger. So we we appreciate y'all. And as usual, we gonna keep telling the fucking truth, no matter what. We gonna give it to you raw. We gonna serve this damn crack music up, as they say. 
That's what we gonna do So thank you guys We appreciate you And the bad guy radio Is 